0: I know at this time of the year, it's uh, a time where um, energy may leave us because of the great workload that perhaps you've had in the last few days. What I want to speak on this morning is the subject of post-Christmas activities, post-Advent activities. You see, the holiday season often brings unwelcome guests and welcome guests as well, brings stress, it brings For some, a very difficult time where you do lose energy. And it's no wonder that the, uh, because the holiday season puts various demands on us. There are many extra things to do. Many of you have been cooking meals. You have been uh, shopping. You've been baking. You've been cleaning. You've been entertaining. Uh, That's just to name a few. And then to try to exercise some of the regulations that and the suggestions that are around us concerning the COVID, social distancing, wearing masks, etc., cetera, it adds a little bit to the complexity of it all. And some feel stressed. There are those that feel um, anxious because your holiday plans looked a little different this year. And so here we are after our Christmas season and we come together. I think one of the most exciting times in my life as a child was looking forward to Christmas morning, opening up the gifts and all of the activities that surrounds that. And now I kind of relive that as I watch my grandchildren, as they look forward with anticipation to tearing open and going through their presents to see what new gifts await them. We have a tradition in our family where we open the gifts one at a time. We read the tags and we announce who the gift is to and who it's from. Now that drives some people crazy. But it's an order that uh, takes a little while, but we make it through. Sometimes we have an intermission or two, and then we go back to opening up the gifts. In... I know that my grandchildren are on pins and needles because they can hardly sleep. They can hardly wait to open up that present, but to do it in order. Sometimes it just is torture for them. But we also know that shortly after opening the gifts, chaos can break out. Not only chaos, but there can be a great loss of energy. There can be some psychological effects because you're wading through mounds of wrapping paper. You're searching for maybe that one unopened treasure. Somebody else in the room has lost a cord to an item or the cover that holds the batteries into a particular toy. Or maybe you're looking for a gift card that you know you gave to somebody and you hope that it didn't get wrapped up in the trash and it's thrown out. I think about Mary and I think about Joseph. What it must have been like for them. Not only days after the birth of Christ, but months after Christ was born. You see, the magi, the priests, the men of wisdom came and they showed up to visit Jesus and bring gifts. Christ is out of the manger. He's now a child. We find in Matthew, the second chapter, verse number 13, a great report came. The scripture says that an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, get up. Take the child and the mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Now that's pressure. That's post-Christmas activity that I hope you and I never have to be faced with. Here it is, it's after the advent, the first advent, and they as a couple had opened the most amazing Christmas present in the universe. Jesus Christ. They had the incredible anticipation due to the words of the angel that a child would be born unto you. And then as they arrive in Bethlehem, the labor takes place. They worry about finding a place to stay for the birth of this child. And then how to make a a birth comfortable in a stable. And then after the baby's birth, lots of guests. Adoration, lots of visitors in those who would come. And there's wonder in the air. There's excitement in the air. And then now conflict, post-labor, conflicts, post-Christmas, post-Advent. You see, after the glory faded, the shepherds are gone. The dawn is arriving. And what are Mary and Joseph feeling at that time in their life? They're left with this fragile baby they're left with this new child a miracle child who is the king of the universe and they're probably asking why did he come why us are they left now on their own to make their their own way into a cold world are they left to bring things together by themselves you and i we've just celebrated christ's birth you may be asking now what I've made it through another holiday. I've made it through another time in my life where I recognize that there are voids. I recognize that people are missing in my life. I recognize that things just aren't the same as they were last year. Now what? I can imagine Mary and Joseph had concerns after their earth-changing transitions. How are we to move on after God has brought such a miracle in our lives? What next? We've celebrated, you and I, many victories in life. In this room and those who are listening, I suspect that there have been many celebrations of great victory or perhaps valley experiences. We ask the question, what next? It's post-advent. How do we go on? How do we face the days that are ahead of us? And there are times where we go through incredible struggles in our lives. There are times where we face spiritual battles. There are times that we are holding on in the face of disease or turmoil or great loss. We ask those same questions. What next? What do we do? Do we sometimes feel alone? Do we feel down after the Advent season? Is over. We are now left to pick up the pieces somehow and to carry on. And like the miracle has passed, but the aftermath is still waiting for us on the other side. We have a whole new year ahead of us. We now say Happy New Year. Christmas is over, but the pressures continue for many people. There's a lot of pressure on people today. How many post Christmas? Sunday services have you and I listened to how many post-Christmas Sunday services in our lifetime is there anything new for you to hear this morning concerning the birth of Jesus Christ these are the thoughts that I had as I prepared what I was going to speak on today a few weeks ago can I tell you anything new this morning What can I bring that is fresh or new this week following the Christmas miracle and before we start a new year? The truth is not about something fresh and new being brought to you, but about the old story. The old story of the birth of Jesus Christ becoming afresh in our hearts today. The old story of Christ's birth, it lives on once again and it touches us. And it transforms us. Lil and I have a son that we don't talk a whole lot about because he lives in China. And you're thinking, you have a son in China? Peter Chu. Peter Chu became part of our life as a high school exchange student. He lived with us and his desire in life was to come to America and to study to graduate from high school and to go on to Washington University and get an advanced degree in computer computer science. And Peter Chu accomplished that. He was a remarkably bright young man who stays in touch with us regularly today, expressing appreciation, and it seems like it's the tradition of the Chinese people. His grandmother and his father and mother always write to us and thank us for a year of Peter Chu's life. But Peter, one of the things as a bright young man that he wanted to do was to learn the American way. And I can remember during the Christmas season, the Advent season, as a pastor, we had many people coming to our home. Peter would watch that. He would see the American way of doing Christmas and celebrating Advent. One of the things that I would always tell the people when they left our house, you folks, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I found that in mid-July, when I would introduce Peter to a new friend, Peter would say, you folks, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. He thought that was a standard greeting. You folks, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Whatever time of the year, Peter Chu would celebrate Christmas and Advent. And I told him, I said, hey, Peter, that's kind of a seasonal greeting. And he would thank me for the direction I would give him. But again, you folks have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Whether I introduced him to a new person in the church, he would shake hands politely and say, now you folks have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You know, Peter Chu, when I think about it, was not completely wrong with that greeting. Because in the book of Micah, the prophet foretold Bethlehem as the place of birth for the Messiah. He said in Micah, the fifth chapter, in verses 2, 4, and 5, but you, Bethlehem, Freerathi, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come For me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. And then it goes on to describe this ruler. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty and the name of the Lord God, and they will live securely for his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. The scripture goes on to say, and he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land and march through our fortress. We will raise against them seven shepherds and eight commanders. He will be our peace. You see, these simple verses teach us what Christmas is all about. They teach us what the Advent season is all about, not just for December 25th. You folks have a Merry Christmas in July. This text tells us why Jesus came into the world and what he expected to accomplish here in this world. Micah says that Jesus came to be a shepherd to his flock, that Jesus Christ came to care for us, to lead us, that Jesus came to protect us and to save us. And the text gives several ways that he is going to do that. I want us to look at these several ways this morning, post-advent. First of all, he gives us strength. Micah, the fourth chapter says, he, being Jesus, will stand and shepherd in the strength. Other words, in the majesty of our Lord. Christmas is about this. You and I do not have to live our life on our own strength. You and I do not have to handle everything that comes along on our own. God does not help those who help themselves, as some people think that's a scripture reference. We have help. We can turn to God for our strength and he will give strength to us. The word of God says. When I started out in youth ministry, I met a man by the name of Bob Whelan. Bob Whelan was an interesting man because Bob lost both legs in Vietnam while attempting to rescue a fellow soldier. He said the day that that happened, his legs went one way and his life went another way. He had dreamed of being a professional baseball player. His high school years, he excelled in baseball. And he thought that after the war, I will go and that dream will be fulfilled. Many men in this situation are overcome with bitterness. But Bob was not. He said, I lost my legs, but I did not lose my heart. And he became a great athlete. He walked on his hands and he completed a three year walk across America. That's when I met Bob. He has participated in races across America and custom made bicycles. He's been involved in the Hawaiian Ironman triathlon. He was also a strength coach. Bob could bench press 507 pounds. And he became a strength coach for the Green Bay Packers. He said, I've learned to cast my cares upon Jesus. Scripture from 1 Peter 5, 7. And he also said, I've learned that the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. From a scripture found in 1 Corinthians 1, In his words, I will do the best that I can to apply the word of God to my life. Because I know it works. But Jesus is my strength. That's the kind of strength that Jesus Christ offers us. No matter what happens in life, we can depend on him and we can get through every situation in life. Our lives do not need to be characterized by failure. Our lives do not need to be characterized by bitterness or missed opportunities because Jesus Christ will give us the strength to face any problem that comes our way. That's what the Christmas message is about. That's what the Advent season is about. That's what post-Advent or post-Christmas message is all about. You folks have a Merry Christmas. It means that you and I are not alone. We're not the victims of circumstances in our life. But you and I can have strength to weather the storm. We have a shepherd who gives us that strength. I know that many of you are challenging, uh, facing challenging situations right now, much bigger than you. As I speak, there are people from our family, our church family, who are in the hospital and they're faced with devastation from COVID. And I pray for them, and it's very frustrating as a pastor that I cannot even get to see them. I can't go by the hospital. I can talk to them on the phone when they're not on oxygen. But God is their strength. And God is much bigger than any situation that we face in life. You and I are in a battle, and we don't have the strength to face that battle. But Jesus Christ does. You don't have to face it alone, but God will be our strength. He gives us strength. A second thought that we see from this text, this scripture, is that God gives you and I security during Advent or post-Advent. You see, we live in an insecure world. Neither certainty nor safety exist. And even though we spend our lives trying to find both, we oftentimes look to the government We look to our employer, we look to our investments, we look to our relationships for security, and none of them can provide the security that we need. The things that we turn to most often simply do not have the ability to give us that security. But like Bob Lehman learned in Vietnam, our world can come crashing down in one moment. Our world can fall apart in one night as we lose a loved one, as we lose a relationship. Our world can change our whole life with one simple word, forever. A word like divorce, a word like cancer, a word like vaccination, a word like death or COVID or downsizing. And we hear that word and suddenly the world does not seem safe anymore. We've been bombarded in the last few days with these various facts. But the fact is, is that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen the next day. We don't even know what next Christmas is going to be like. You think about the last Advent season. Could you ever imagine what we're going through this Christmas. We can't depend upon the world to offer us security because it does not have it. We've learned that. There's only one place that we can find security. And Micah said that he, Jesus Christ, will stand and he will shepherd his flock. That includes you, 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 myself. He will shepherd us in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord, his God. And they will live, the scripture says, securely. They, followers of Jesus Christ. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Verse number four, his flock, they shall live securely. You see, Jesus Christ offers the security of knowing that he is in control, that he has the power, that he has the ability to overcome the heartbreak that you're facing, to overcome the trials, to overcome that that thing that's capturing your life. That's what a shepherd does. And that's what he wants to do for each one of us. Jesus is saying to us today, I will take care of you. Jesus is saying to us today, you are safe with me. Jesus, I believe, is saying, if you're lost, I will find you. If you need the Lord today, he is here. He says, if you've gone astray, I will bring you back. If you're injured, I will strengthen you. I'm your shepherd. I will take care of you. God has made that promise, and he keeps his promise. Hebrews, the 13th chapter, the fifth verse, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And Jesus also said himself, his own words in the 10th chapter of John, verses 27 and 28, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. And they shall never uh, perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus offers you and I security today. And that's why he came into this world. That's what Christmas is all about. He offers a kind of security that this world cannot give us. Security based not on things and circumstances not based on the things that are going on in our lives and around us, but based on the never-ending love that he has for each one of us. In his greatness, Micah says that it's going to reach to the end of this earth. In other words, he's saying, there's no place that he can't go. There's no place that you can hide and be away from the Lord. His power extends beyond the powers of this universe. He will take care of us. Jesus Christ came, and he came to offer us strength. Jesus Christ came to offer us security. And Jesus Christ came to offer us peace. You know, there's some foolish attempts in finding peace in this world today. We try to find peace through alcohol. We try to find peace through drugs, maybe overeating. Maybe overworking, jumping from one relationship to another. And I recently shared with you about even hugging a cow, trying to manufacture the perfect Christmas, the perfect Advent, and it simply does not work. We do not live in a peaceful world. It's hard to find peace. Many people do not have the inner peace, and you only have a glance of what the headlines show us and remind us, that there's no external peace. The world is in a mess. There's always been fighting between nations, etc., but Jesus Christ came to bring peace to those who follow him. The book of Micah tells us that in this fifth verse, and he will be their peace. Jesus' birth was announced by the angels, the, the angel said in that familiar text found in Luke, the second chapter, glory to God and the highest peace on earth, peace to men. And Jesus was, as he was approaching death, he said to his followers, his, his disciples, in John, the 14th chapter, the 27th verse, peace I leave with you, my peace give you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus Christ came to give us peace. And even when we can't experience peace in the world around us, we can experience peace in our hearts, church, because he came to bring us peace. Christmas is here daily. You folks have a Merry Christmas. Jesus came into this world to take away all the things that destroy our peace. He wants to carry our burdens today. He wants to lift our anxieties. He wants to take away the sin that we carry in our lives. These are the things that tend to make your life miserable. These are the very things that Jesus came to take care of. And that's what he wants to do today. He wants to be our shepherd. He wants to give us peace. We must admit that it's humbling to admit that we can't take care of ourselves. We have to admit that, but it's exactly what we must admit. I need you today, Lord. I need you as I go into this new year because every day is a Christmas day. You're telling me, Lord, that you have these gifts for me daily and I want to accept Christ into my heart. It's hard to face the facts that are World is so fragile that our world is so insecure and it's impossible to create peace but there's a child who was born in a manger and this sunday after celebrating perhaps an unperfect christmas day let's remember it's not just on christmas day that christ has meaning our lives have meaning and value to jesus christ every day every day And for this child that was given to us in this incredible gift, a gift of strength, a gift of security and a gift of peace in all circumstances of this day, know the meaning of it all that God has become a man to give you and I strength, security and peace every day, every day of our lives. You folks Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year because of Jesus Christ. Our theme for this coming year should be a theme of in Christ alone. That's where our strength, our security, and peace is going to be as we go into the new year. In Christ alone. Let us put our trust and our faith in Christ alone. Matter of fact, there's a popular Christian song that was written by Keith Getty and Stuart Townsend. They are hymn writers, they are contemporary worship chorus writers. They live in the UK, and they pen the words to this hymn. It's the first hymn that they ever sat down to do, and it may be new to some of you, but the hymn is titled In Christ Alone. He's our cornerstone. He is the solid ground that we can build upon, that we can stand upon. May this be our theme as we enter a new year and realize that Advent is every day, folks. Every day we're offered peace, security, and strength because of Christ alone. Let's sing along with this song.